Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. Dude, nothing moistens your throat like like nuts. Like roasted <laughs> nuts. Nothing's better for a high quality voice and audio fidelity than like nice <clears> hot <throat> nuts in your mouth. Then almonds. Tim, I thought after you I thought after you made your first million that you'd graduate away from that juvenile <laughs> humor. <laughs> Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the place that used to be a Pizza Hut, and now it's something else, like a Wells Fargo bank or something like that on Route 30. You know the one I'm talking about. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. Uh, it used to be a Denny's, but I know what you're talking about. It was a Denny's. <laughs> well, the the Wells Fargo used to be a Denny's. What yeah. used to be Pizza Hut is uh, Santander or Santander? Oh, Santander. It's, Santander. Ne- it's next to the Aldi, and it's some shitty bank. I never see any cars in the parking lot. But uh, Santander, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just remember hey, that pizza. Exton. Yeah, man. Exton. More very hyper local humor. From uh, for me and Tim <laughs> that pizza, uh, best known for being one of the last walk-in pizza huts I ever I ever knew existed, uh, and also the only pizza hut or pizza restaurant really that we ever walked into and asked for pizza, and they said we're sorry, we're out of pizza, which happened <laughs> really? when I was like eight years old. What? I, yeah, and they said, do you want something else? My dad was like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we came to Pizza Hut for pizza. Yeah, we're not here I, to like. We're not here at Caesar Salad Hut, man. We're heading home. When I was a kid, we didn't really go to Pizza Hut a lot. So then, when I got to college, there was a Pizza Hut like a block or two away from my school, and they had the lunch buffet. And I, me and a, a buddy of mine, a classmate of mine, went there almost every day because I was like so excited to have all you can eat pizza because I never had it before because there was no Pizza Hut near me. See, the pizza buffet is one of those things that is a great of great appeal when you are young. And then years later, when I, we had a work, uh, we were at work, we had a work luncheon, or we had time off where everybody in my department had uh, lunch at the same time. So we were like, let's, you know, what? there's a pizza hut around the corner. We're gonna go get lunch buffet at Pizza Hut. And you know, I'm I'm still in my early 20s, so I'm like, I've got my my memories of being 10 and going to the pizza buffet at Pizza <laughs> Hut, and being like, oh my god, this is great. And boy. 
nothing is a sadder experience than going to a walk-in no. pizza hut in 2013 <laughs> 2014 or whatever and being like yo i'd like some of your I- dessert pizza uh <laughs> which is just pie <laughs> i i think it was uh probably 2009 2010 i went down to florida it was me my brother his now wife and a friend of ours we went down for universal and just to hang out uh, our first meal was a CC's pizza, the all oh, you can eat CC's pizza buffet place. Mm. It was the greatest meal ever for a bunch <laughs> of eighteen to twenty year olds that had no money, mm-hmm. and then it just sucked afterwards. <laughs> yeah, your stomach goes through some massive changes over the last day. Sean and I went to Pittsburgh and went to Milano's uh, like three or four years ago. Milano's yeah. the uh, the place where we uh, where, where at least I ate like almost every other night when I, when yeah. I went to college out there. And then I had like one slice of Milano's pizza uh, a couple years ago. When we went out there for a homecoming weekend. It like ruined my weekend. It was brutal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> devastating. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the award winning Brose podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show is very simple. We are four bros. We drink some wine. And we answer questions submitted by you the audience about life, the universe, and everything while we are drinking the aforementioned wine. Uh, But in order for your question to be answered on the air the way that so many of our listeners' questions have been answered on the air, you got to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. So before we get to those questions, let's discuss what we are drinking. Tim is studying the label of his bottle uh, very intently, very, very locked in on that. And he's got a, is that a wine spout that you've got at the top of that bottle, Tim? Yep. It's a, uh, it's an aerator. God, it's, boy, it's called, is, it, uh, is this what I, money looks like? I mean, it's only $20 on Amazon. I got an aerator oh God, for Christmas. I forgot about, I have to Dude, put I'll, it in. I'll be, and I, I, I use this in, uh, our pretty much the last three recordings, I think. Cause I definitely try to wine without it and then i put it in for the second episode i was like holy shit guys this got so much better (laughs) Uh, so yeah uh now it's in every bottle of wine i open but it looks like a little hummingbird beak and it's adorable it's just nice to clean has it opened things up for your wine (sighs) yes it has brought a lot of uh liveliness and opened up the flavors in this wonderful woodbridge pinot noir uh from lodi california is it Lodi or Lodi? I think it's Lodi. I think it's Whatever. Loki. I'm going <laughs> to pronounce it however I want and put the emphasis wherever the fuck I want. Mm. Uh, it is delicious. Uh, for Pinot Noir, it's a little heavier on the mouthfeel than you typically see, mm. but that doesn't affect it negatively in any way as far as uh, I'm concerned. It's delicious. Uh, I am drinking a Casnell Winemaker's Blend. Let me tell you guys, uh, this is... A combination of three, like one third of the way full bottles of wine that I had kicking around my fridge as a way of clearing out some fridge space for some fresh new full bottles of wine. Uh, so among the three, uh, the three bottles that I'm including in this winemaker's blend are a Contenda red blend. So we got a blend on top of a blend. Uh, we have uh, La Sennelier Rouge Sec. So a nice deep red there. And then a little bit of leftover Broversation. Broversation Rosé, man. Uh, and it's surprisingly, I don't taste a lot of 
the the broversation. I thought that it would be a little bit of a, a cut against the flavor of the Reds, but I taste the Reds a lot more. It's actually pretty good, dude. The Casnell Winemakers Blend is a high batting average. It's 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 remarkable how good I Matt Casnell am at combining half drank bottles of wine into one flavor. It's it's a it's a modern miracle. Hey Matt, do you remember if that particular bottle of uh, Broversation was? exceptionally light in flavor when you first opened it and <clears throat> by itself it's been i do not remember Denim. i do not remember it's it, it was it was i do i i want to say that it was one of the original bottles that we had from like 2019 yeah. maybe yeah, well they were they were all a gamble because like half of them tasted like nothing and then mm. half of them were like awesome really and then didn't you have like one or two that like tasted not great at all the f- well, the the first one we had tasted like nothing, which we just were like, it's, yeah, like it's not great. And then we had another one that we opened up for like, I guess friends that we had over, and it was awesome. And I was like, wait a minute, what what just <laughs> happened? The last one was like mediocre, less than mediocre. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck, man. Uh, now, Rich, you are not drinking any wine tonight. Uh, no, I am uh, currently under quarantine um, because there's COVID in the house. And so I had to uh, peruse my liquor cabinet to see whatever I could drink. And I'm drinking uh, Tom Mordu, um, uh Irish Whiskey Phoenix Limited Edition that uh, Timmy got me years back because he could not ship alcohol to his place. Um, I just noticed I just noticed there seems to be like an expiration date on here or something. 8 1 2014. So uh, I'm gonna have an interesting night. Uh, it's 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 whiskey. whiskey. can expire. I don't know. There's I, I I don't know how well you can see it, but it'll it'll. There's an 8 1 2014 on there. That might, it, that might be a bottling date. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Because I don't I've even think I knew, expiring. I don't even think I knew you back in 2014, or I think I was just getting to know you guys back then. Probs. Um. That would be a, yeah. That would that would be like a bold like adventurous move for Tim to be like, I just met you. I need <laughs> you to funnel through all my liquor purchases from outside the state. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I wasn't living in this house by myself until twenty five, and I'm thirty three now. I mean, it's probably close. But they um, simply are not adding know. up. Matt, yeah. do you remember when I got you guys the Death Coffee vodka? <laughs> yes, I do. What year was that? That's oh, when God. Richie got his whiskey. Uh, for, uh, maybe that was 2015, 2016 then. Uh, yeah. I think I was still it's in Delaware. I want to say that was yeah. pre-Trump. Uh, that was the <laughs> dividing line. I was like, what what liquor did I acquire uh, before before Trump uh, was president? And I think that's when it was. Because that one was one. Because, look, it's called Death Coffee. And I've had like the, the death, death Buy Coffee or Death Coffee. Uh, vod- I've had oh, the regular Death, death, death Coffee. coffee. Death Wish coffee. That's it. So I've had, so I've had the Death Wish. I had had the Death Wish coffee to that point, but the fact, the idea of combining that amount of caffeine with alcohol uh, was terrifying to me. So seems like a nice thing accomplished. So and it scared the hell out of me. It's gone. I drank it at some point, probably during the pandemic. If we're being honest, pandemic (laughs) was a good point of me cleaning out. I think a lot of people were like that. Was like you know, let's just clean out some of this old stuff we got <laughs> drank a lot of uh the crummy liquor in the back of the cabinet just to try and clear some space that was that was me at the beginning of the pandemic a lot of a lot of terrible jungle juice that even like 
21 year old Matt would have been like, Oh God, don't you have some standards, dude? <laughs> and, Why and, is all the dickle gone? And, and that's, that's me now two years into the pandemic and just over it at this point. I'm just yeah. like, whatever, whatever it I can happens, find man. now. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, bread and butter rosé. It's a 2020 rosé that I got from my brother-in-law's girlfriend. And it is surprisingly good. Like, I found myself just drinking a bunch of it. And uh, I'm almost done the bottle. So, A-plus on this wine. Great job. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's great when the in-laws, like, what do you say, girlfriend? Wife? Yeah. Girlfriend. I wasn't actually paying attention because that's what we do. We don't listen to each other. <laughs> uh, so the, the it's great when like the in law or the girlfriend like knocks a present out of the park. Yeah, it it just it was a happenstance because obviously, I just like me, she doesn't know what she's buying. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows what they're buying when they buy wine. So like she happened upon a great a great a great pick. Solid. So I have here on my screen our second round of questions. Are you guys ready? Ready. Let's do yes. it. Let's go. Rose questions at gmail.com if you'd like your question answered on the air. Uh, but our first question this week comes to us from listener Brian Everett. Uh, and the question goes, quote, I'm sorry, this might seem out of line, but approximately how much more money do you wish you made a year? On a scale of one through five, with five being most likely and one being least likely, how much do you believe that your employer could easily accommodate your request? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a great question. I I mean I know the 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 uh, dollar amount and the dollar amount is roughly ten to twelve thousand. If I made ten to twelve thousand more, like I I would be in a better place. I'd be able to pay off a lot of my debt that um, currently causes me to be a little bit more paycheck to paycheck uh, a lot sooner, and then be able to save that money, hold that money, and even fix up my house. Like, after, like, a year. If I were making just 10 to 12 more, after a year, I would be in such a better place. Um, the likelihood of my workplace being able to accommodate that? I mean, being able to? Uh, five. Going to, or ever would be willing to? One. Um, but I think they could easily accommodate for pretty much everyone that they hire, like everyone in that company, at least an, an additional 10, 10 K, but they just, they, they're, they're cheapos and they won't. So, I mean, for, for me, where I'm at, uh, as I've, the, the last five months getting to know understand our business model better and a little more about uh the costing of the products that we make um right now i'm probably actually pretty close relatively close to what the cap reasonably for my position should be or would be but that's also because my primary responsibility or my my area of responsibility uh, has like lost a couple contracts primarily because essentially they went with something much cheaper and much less secure that just wasn't worth the money for us to continue going for. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but we also have a lot of potentially extremely lucrative contracts within the next six months that should be going through. So if we get even like two of those, uh, easily 10K annual, just me. Like, mm -hmm. and if we expand other shifts, then that would be different, and then we'd be bringing on other people. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say, d depending on the number of those contracts that come in this year, 10 to 20. Hmm. You feel like it's likely on a scale of 1 to 5 that your employer can uh, accommodate that? Can? <laughs> yeah. It, it's highly likely that they can. Could. Will yeah. will they? Yeah. I think I think a lot of us would be in that same boat of like mm -hmm. can they especially since I like I mean I work in banking, I kind of know and they've admitted how much money my team and department has made them and gotten them over the course of a quarter. And it's like, yeah, if you if you if we made you that much money, where is it all going? Like I know you could easily accommodate a pay increase for a lot of people you're not going to because you're just going to hoard it for yourselves mm. so so at least in my company the, the upside uh and one of the main reasons why i did end up accepting this position is a lot of that does come back to the staff and not just management the staff themselves mm -hmm. in the form of quarterly gain share distributions which is essentially just everybody gets a quarterly bonus it's okay. not just like the upper echelon or anything like that, depending on the sales. And, and that helps a lot with like the buy-in of staff because they don't necessarily yeah. see it as appreciation, which I can understand, but also find me a company that does anything even remotely comparative to that. It's just like, hey, this quarter, here's an extra like thousand dollars that you mm -hmm. didn't have and wouldn't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, my uh, my company sent us all $50 gift cards for Christmas and then put it on our paychecks so that it would be deducted from uh, for taxes or added hey, for taxes. That's shitty. So I had to pay taxes on $50 pay, uh, gift card. Um, yeah, that sucks. So yeah, yeah I, I have a... I mean, look, here's the problem is that with... I assume I'm not the only person who thinks like this, is that the moment you make more money, the um, your expenses, it's like that old saying, like the amount of work you have tends to expand the amount of time that you have to do it, like for a project. I feel like it's the same way with money. Like the moment you make more money, you're like, uh, at least me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that frees us up to do X, Y, and Z, save more or put more towards this or something like that. But the moment you do it, you're like, you know what? I make blah more dollars than I did before. I'm going to have a nicer house or rent a nicer apartment or I'm mm. going to I'm going to start buying yeah, like, yeah I would always I've always wanted to go start eating organic and immediately you start <laughs> interested in eating organic or do like like you tend to the amount of your expenses tends to expand and then it immediately becomes where man I need another where did all I don't go? know. Yeah, where did it all go? Yeah. I need another ten grand or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I have a hard time saying how much more money do you wish you made a year? Because uh, the answer is just 
more. Like I, I don't have a specific <laughs> amount. Like I don't have like like I, I don't have a problem with the amount of money that I'm making now. If I made more, I wouldn't be like, nope, sorry, <laughs> don't deserve it. But like it's 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 sort of just it's. I have a hard time answering that question with a specific dollar amount or percentage in mind. Uh, the answer is five. I, I work for a large, for as far as like how much my employer could accommodate my request. Uh, if I really wanted to, is they're a large corporation. Like they, if they, if they, if they really wanted to, if they decided that Casnell is the Jenga piece that's holding this operation together, and there, if he, if they, did, if they really, really needed to, and if I really deserved it, they could absolutely scrounge around in the couch cushions and find some extra money for me or for any employee uh, that that needed it. But it's just a matter of you know, keeping up appearances, making sure your salary is in line with everybody else's, things like that. So I'm going to give a very wishy-washy kind of answer, which is like, yeah, they could do it, but I don't know what I would ask for anyway. Okay. <clears throat> it, it's kind of funny because we recently did uh, not even like a review so much as just we've got random questions that HR corporate wants us to ask about all these staff. And then, and then the staff responded if they could figure out how to access the esoteric fucking bullshit program that we have um and one of the and like the first couple questions that the employees don't see uh is something along the lines of like how engaged are they and are they hard to replace and, and like one of the levels is like or like if this person wanted to leave what would you think about that and half the options were just kind of like Ah, I can find somebody tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and that, some of the responses I got back from the staff was like, what's your appreciation? What can you improve on? And some of the, what, my favorite answer from one of, uh, one of the harder working staff members I have is, I can improve on anything. I can improve on anything if I'm given more money. And it's like, it's, I, I can't even be mad about that. <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts on Brian's question? I think, I like, if I could make an extra, like, $10,000 a year and live the exact same way that I'm living now, then I would, that would be ideal. And, and just like everyone else, you know, like, can they? Yes. We make a ton of money every year. Like, the CEO brings in millions of dollars. I'm certain that they could take 10,000 of that away and give it to me, but I'm already doing the amount of work that I'm doing for the amount of money that I'm doing it for. So they have no incentive to give me that extra money. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's everybody's argument from a corporate or from the top down perspective. It's like, well, you're doing it now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But I, hopefully we are getting some more business because I'm noticing my workload increasing. So hopefully I can get, I can like finagle a, at least a little bit more being like, listen, we've gotten more business. I'm more busy now. What can we do? Yeah. Yeah. What can we do about this? Yeah. What can we do about this? (laughs) Yeah. We're we're a team. How would you like to resolve this situation between the two of us? Like, like you could do something like give me more money and yeah, I'll be here to receive the money. <laughs> that, that was a contribution to this arrangement. 
I'll be honest, like, it's one of those things that I hate of that approach. It's like, how do we resolve this? But also, it's absolutely <laughs> one that I use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, I, it does. <laughs> it, it can work, but sometimes yeah. the response you get is just like, we? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say fucking we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it absolutely depends uh, I, on the person you're talking to. I, I got an email as I was clocking out today saying, uh... Uh, high priority for Tuesday. This needs to be done. You did this wrong. And I emailed them back immediately. I did this based on what you told me to do. So how are we going to fix this? Because you told me to do it wrong. Yeah. So you can't blame me on this shit. That sounds like they did. They did. They, 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 they straight up did. They, 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 they flat out, they were like, there's 150 loans that you staged wrong because they're not the right thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 140 of those 150, you told me to stage them that way. That's true again. Rich blame for something at work and then decides to pull other people into the problem. <laughs> How are we going to fix this? <laughs> Uh, I, I, look, it's it's after having worked 11 hours yesterday and 10 and a half hours today. I'm just over it. You mean we are over it? We are over it, yeah. We're all over it here. Uh, the next question is, what were you involved in in high school? So vague. Mm. We're not going to be like drugs. cocaine, right? Like, just a gigantic gigantic joint until high school or until college no yeah i didn't i didn't smoke weed until college (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't even i didn't even drink until college i guess we're gonna angle at the spirit of the question i'm gonna go with like clubs activities (laughs) uh um that's that's what i had assumed yeah i uh i played baseball for the first three years of high school and then i was stage crew my last year and it was just because, like, I would have made the varsity team. Like, I, I went to my guidance counselor, who was also the, the one of the coaches, and I was like, hey, I don't want to play anymore. And he was like, well, you're on the team if you want, like, you don't have to worry about that. And I was like, no, I just don't want to play baseball anymore. It's not my thing. And I had friends on stage crew, and I'd, re- I'd just rather hang out with my friends and do that kind of club than play baseball with a bunch of guys who I wasn't really close with, but I really liked baseball, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards. What position yeah. did you play in baseball? I was a catcher. Hell yeah. Nice. Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Part of the battery. Yeah, it was, well, I, I wanted to be a catcher because it was the least amount of movement, but I was involved <laughs> in every play. Yeah. Nice. That was my Hell on your knees. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to run or anything. But I, but like every single pitch, I was part of it, and I, and you get to like direct traffic and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, I would hate that though because like the moment you drop, like if you drop a pitch, like if it's a wild pitch, it's a wild pitch. But like if one throws it right in the bread basket and you fuck it up, like there's no one else who's fucking it up but you. Like you, yeah, you, yep. you, you let pass ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tim, what what were you what were you involved in in high school? Uh, so, I mean, so my boarding school, we have mandatory sports. So, uh, a lot, uh, fencing, wrestling, fencing, 
Yeah, I did fencing my freshman year because uh, I took a I took a year off from wrestling because my shoulders were all fucked up, and I just wasn't sure if I wanted to do it anymore. Because I mean, I wasn't a particularly amazing wrestler. I had a winning record, but it wasn't like I was necessarily like a good wrestler. I just was hard to beat. And anyone who has wrestled, that makes more sense than it sounds like it does. Um, so I took a year off, gave my gave my fucked up shoulders a break, and then uh, went back to wrestling after uh, the the one kid who literally almost killed me got like an award that didn't make any sense for that person to get at the end of the year, and I was like, nope, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, literally broke like it broke a foil on me, and like almost stabbed me in the chest with a broken foil, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Woof. Uh, yeah. So, uh, fencing. Uh, <laughs> oh, fencing. 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 <laughs> fencing. Olympic wrestling. competitive fencing. <laughs> no, that's what that's uh, what you're called when you're a fencer. You're a fencer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're like a fencer in training. Uh, cross, cross country, winter track. Uh, I ran the mile and the two mile. I threw javelin and shot put. Uh, ton of fucking video games. Uh, I did photography for the yearbook. I fucked around with random people at the local high school. What a broad statement. <laughs> I just you funny. fucked around with people at the high school? It could mean anything. Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, you people. Yeah, it's like um, you, like you, it could be like you, yeah, I fuck with that guy. <laughs> I fucks with that guy. Yeah, I fucks with that guy. I waved to him in the hallway between periods. Pretty much. Stuck yeah. in the football games for a school I didn't he go to. He and I to. were in the same fenceling troop when we were in six, <laughs> six years old. <laughs> Dad, you're gonna make me late for fencing practice. And uh, I was real heavy into anime and manga, but confused the shit out of people because I didn't look like it and I didn't act like it. Since most people who do would have done those things at that point essentially wore it on their sleeves, and I didn't. Mm. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "Wait, I could talk to you, but you also." have seen all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball GT, even though yeah. it sucks? Like, I am very confused. Well, and also, you <laughs> couldn't wear it on your sleeves because you didn't typically wear sleeves in high school. Yeah, because who <laughs> wants to hide these guns? Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Uh, let the, let the uh, audience know that as Tim raised his guns, his shirt actually ripped off the sleeves, Yeah, and it's now sleeveless. I'm topless now. Gross. Uh, Rich, uh, what were you uh, involved with in high school? Golf. That was it. Um, I didn't get into any other clubs uh, or anything like that. I just did the uh, golf club. Um, I I wanted to try to get into like fall and winter stuff, but I think I tried to join the bowling club once, but uh, just like I never followed through with it. Um, but yeah, it's, I wasn't really like much of a like club person when it came to my school. Cause like my interests 
where like the the nerd stuff, the video games, the anime, the stuff like that, and like they didn't, there wasn't really like an area for people to be able to share in that stuff, and there were no clubs for that or anything in my school at my time. Uh, my senior year, they started an anime club, and I was really mad at that, um, and I never joined it that year anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do fully regret not joining more stuff. Like, as I think about it now, I wish I got into the theater club and stuff like that and tried out for some of those things. Cause mm-hmm. like, I like, I think that would have been a great time and a great experience to be part of theater. I played basketball for a year. Uh, I was in the marching band for about two years, uh, both marching band and symphonic band. Oh, fancy. And then, uh, and additionally, I was, I, I dabbled around in a couple of clubs. I was technically in French club, but uh, yeah, they, they didn't really want me. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, I was also in the philosophy club, which eventually just turned into the arguing club uh, because it was essentially, it was patterned as a genuine philosophical debate and then it was supposed to be a basically a a, a less official debate club and it just turned into uh one person showing up every week and wanting to debate about abortion every single week uh so (laughs) so that was that was the club and uh it was also uh, my high school girlfriend and it was i was like oh come on please no not again uh, not just not today uh, not this time so uh so those I, I, I think that was it i think that was everything that i was involved in I'm, I'm sure i'm forgetting something i did big brothers big sisters uh as well for for three years and that was that was, that was, that was a nice nice experience but i think that was about it uh Man, were you in a band bad. uh yeah the, the <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah 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 visibly blind <laughs> Uh, the, the greatest, the greatest indie rock band, local rock band in the, uh, Exton, in the Exton area, <laughs> uh, with Tim Hansen on lead vocals, me on guitar, Alex on guitar, uh, friend of the show, Dave Forgette on bass and the incomparable Pat McAndrew on drums. Uh, we were in a band for two years. Uh, it was a wonderful time. <laughs> the, the best, uh, cover of animals by Nickelback. You will see this side <laughs> of the Mississippi. Excuse me. Honestly, it- that's it's accurate yeah there's a it's hell of a cover accurate. uh anything else you guys were involved in in high school no i was in bands also mm-hmm. but they were they never we never like went anywhere we just like practiced in my basement and stuff yeah that was ours we we would not practice for months and then the day of a show we'd get together practice for like eight consecutive hours <laughs> uh and then go play a show exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day after we crash course uh learning like two covers that was a, that was uh the visibly yep. blind way the next question was, is was the way the way uh next question comes to us again from listener brian everett uh, and he prefaces it with before i ask this question it's important that i explain some things first i am very empathetic to the urban experience especially as somebody who has never lived the urban experience i have grown up and still live in the suburbs of new jersey i've also studied for the past 10 years in camden having said all that and again saying that I'm very sensitive to outsiders criticizing cities, I think it's a valid question for the Brose podcast to consider. What the hell is going on in Philadelphia? <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I feel like we got a very similar question for this, like last year or the year before about the flies in Philly. 
Yeah, and the trash and the be, trash characters yeah. not picking it up because of COVID. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have to give the same answer. Uh, I've not been in Philly in two years now, so I don't know what the hell is going on in Philly right now. So I've driven through Philly a handful of times, uh, and uh, and once or twice in the past month or so. Not with any, not enough experience for me on a day to day basis for me to correctly diagnose what's going on in Philadelphia besides the usual, which is just me gesturing to all of the headlines over the last two years and being like, yeah, but in Philly. Uh, but I can tell you that my my wife uh, goes into the city every day and it's just the infrastructure is crumbling, man. <laughs> like everybody had no, nobody can go to work because they're quarantining and there's not enough people, there's people who aren't going to work now uh, either because it's not safe or because they're they're They don't find that they they have the job. There's no job available that, that meets their criteria for work uh, or yeah, they're just sick and <laughs> not showing up to work because they're, they're, they have to quarantine. Like it's just every little thing we were talking about before the show. Uh, it's, it's why the CDC revised their guidelines from 10 days to five days uh, in terms of your personal quarantine. If you test positive for COVID, it's not because of anything scientific. It's because the structure and the bones of our country will collapse. If you don't go back to work in five days. And I feel like that, that extends to Philadelphia where it's just, everybody's just give out of, out of fucks to give. They're out of fucks to give. That's 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 a very good answer. I think it's that's what's going on in Philly. It's just they're out of. It it's been hard. I think in Philly because they they've tried so hard to quarantine and keep people masking and stuff like that, but it's just it's been two years now. I think people are just so burnt out. They're just like fuck it, you know. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Totes. I Tim, mean, I diag- diagnose the problem from like six states away. Uh, well, I mean, I, I literally just Googled Philadelphia to see if there's any like sig- primary stories to be like, oh, are we talking about everything being shut down all the time? Are we talking about an uptick in violence? Like, what are we talking about? Uh, and essentially, most of the articles that popped up were uh, a little bit of all of it. Uh, and then I Googled Chicago and Atlanta and Baltimore and a couple other cities. And it seems like it it's similar everywhere. I don't know if necessarily. And also, it, it, Brian, it depends on what exactly you're asking about. But mm. it looks like a lot of cities are running into a lot of the same problems. We probably just hear more about Philadelphia because that's where we are. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where you guys are. I'm, I'm not there no more. So I hear about <laughs> Greensboro and Charlotte and, and Raleigh and stuff like that. But it's like, observation bias. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. your yeah. city so, going I'm, through chaos every single day. And you're like, well, it's obviously a problem with Philly. We, if you went to Pittsburgh or you went to, I don't know, Indianapolis, you could probably be like, oh, my God, what the hell is what's happened to Indianapolis? This great city that we yeah. used to have. I, it, yeah. When, when uh, back in September, when I went to uh, uh, Cincinnati. And, and, and Ohio, it's like, that's all you hear, hear about. It's like s- the numbers are skyrocketing in Ohio. It's where you are. It's what is the information you're getting. And uh, it's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys hit a lot of the points on the head. Everyone's just getting fucking tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people get tired or when people can't find work or are out of work or 
have to meet some restriction that they don't agree with, regardless of whether I agree with it or not. Uh, tensions get high and shit happens. And do I agree with the responses? And no, I don't agree with most of those responses. But that doesn't mean it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And it's happening across the country, which fucking sucks. Yeah, it, and it's it's getting to a point of like people are over it to where, um, like I've said uh, last episode, and I guess I think I might have said it this episode. My household is in quarantine. We had COVID in the house. My sister went to urgent care on Monday to get a second test because her first te- said neg- test said negative. She felt like crap and she felt sick. The doctor at the urgent care seems like they're even over it to where they even said, like, look, if you have to go out, just make sure to wear a mask. Didn't say you have to quarantine until you get your test results back. They said, if you have to go out, just wear a mask. And it's like everyone is over it at this point, and it's really affecting the cities and I mean, it's 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 affecting beyond the cities as well, but I'm sure the cities are feeling it even worse. Yeah, and that response is almost like they probably did say that for the first year and a half, and they just got tired of spending 20 minutes answering every fucking follow-up question because, yeah, but what if I just got to go to the dentist real quick or I just need to pick up some coffee for Wawa? And they just said, no, fuck off. I don't care anymore. I'm a, You're already going to question whatever advice I give you, so here's the random fucking thing that's probably wrong, but... You're also not going to listen to it, but at least I can say I said it. Yeah. Honestly, nothing's been the same since Jim Gardner said he was retiring. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Just, (laughs) just it is a sinkhole. There's a vacuum of 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 uh, institutional knowledge and power that he has over the morale of the city, and uh, it's just it's just going up in smoke now that everybody knows that he's he's done with the eleven o'clock news. It happened this week. Jim yeah, Gardner of Action News so. done with the eleven o'clock news and he's transitioning out of what the six o'clock news over the next year. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it'll be at some point he's he'll be done full time. Been doing but, this for forty so, years. So that's that's what the hell is going on, Brian. We're all like trying to prepare ourselves for a world without Jim Garner. Yeah. Um, we have to deal with we, Rick Williams every night instead of Jim Garner. Yeah. I mean we've already had to to uh get over the loss of America's grandma, Betty White, and America's father, Bob Saget, a week within each other. Mm. And now we have to worry, Philly has to worry about the loss of, uh, I think, great newsy Jim Gardner. Mm. So it's real bad that the only other news name that popped into my head, I was like, oh, I wonder what that guy's doing. Died 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was that? Gary Papa. Oh, yeah. Gar- yeah, yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah, Gary Papa's been dead for a while, man. Wasn't he a younger guy? He I mean, he's so younger than Jim Gardner he was. He looks real young for his age. Oh wow! I think he had cancer. I might be making that oh, up, but he was like, he was like sick, sick. I, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, well, Jim Gardner will be fine. Gary Pop will take his place. But before I said it, I was like, I should probably check. <laughs> no. He might have retired or been fired or canceled already. Oh, that's one like, way of putting oh, it. Oh no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be very difficult for him to take over the desk <laughs> with him being like dead and all. Uh. But uh, well, good luck to Rick the Williams. Third gate of hell. <laughs> yeah, with Gary Papa on Dante's Inferno coverage. Um, the next question is: Do you have any keychains, and if so, what do they mean to you? Do I? I have one. <laughs> uh, what is it? One, one of uh, 
So we have a couple material handlers, and the material material handler that is designated for my area, uh, Jamil, is uh, he's he's a sweet guy. He's real nice. Uh, works real hard, and he does. Do you guys remember GIMP? Like like summer arts and crafts making. Oh yeah, yeah. Out of GIMP. Yeah. 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 The twisty things. Yeah. So he does those as like a hobby on the side, but he also like sells them. And I think I, I, I was leaving work one day and he was working on one. I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen one of those in years and blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, I sell them. I was like, that's awesome. Good for you. Offered him a ride home because I knew he was waiting on a ride and we live in the same town. And he's like, no, I'm good. I was like, okay, but offer stands. And then, uh, he gave me one for Christmas as a keychain. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. So he, uh. (laughs) Every morning I walk in, he's like, good morning, sugar. And I'm like, what's up, sunshine? So <laughs> He'll probably never listen to this. That's fine. But sunshine, I hope you're feeling better. Oh. He's under the weather. That's very considerate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the only keychain I have because keychains to me just get in the way. Oh, I lied. <laughs> I also have a bottle opener from Victory because mm-hmm. we've had like 30 of them from going to trivia. And getting in the top three all the fucking time. Yeah, that's the only thing I have hanging. I, I keep my keys on a carabiner uh, that I cook through a belt loop. And the only other thing that I've got hanging off of that besides keys is a bottle opener. I think I got on Amazon a few years ago for like six bucks. And it's beat to hell. And it barely opens bottles. But you know what it is? Always available to me. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so that's that's the most important thing. That's it. I'm not, I'm not a big keychain guy. What about you guys, Rich and Sean? I've got four, four keychains, I believe. Uh, the first one is the most recent one I got. It's a uh, Jolteon keychain. Uh, he is my favorite evolution. He's the best evolution. And when I saw it, uh, when I went to Ohio back in September, uh, there was a store at a mall not too far from where I was staying called the Original One Fifty One, which was a Pokemon store, and they had this keychain which just looked really cool. Uh, I'd show it to you guys if I had my keys, but they're all the way over there. Um, so I got, I had to buy that, and so that's the most recent one I have. Uh, the rest of them are all like kind of mementos. One is a, uh, a small flashlight that any time I would watch my friend's cats when they would go home for the holidays, they would give me a keychain with this uh, uh, flashlight on it. And so, like, eventually, when they moved away, they let me keep the flashlight for the keychain. And it was just like, it's a kind of a memorial or a memento from them. Um, another one is I used to get season tickets for the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse team. And so, one season, I bought a bottle opener. So, I have a Wings lacrosse bottle opener. And then the last one is from my first camp out for hunger for Preston and Steve, they were giving away these little Lego snowmen when you went and donated. Or not snowmen, uh, Santas. Little Lego Santa Clauses that they were giving, like, when you would donate and it's just a little Santa keychain. He has no legs, no arms, and is just dirty as hell. But it is just like, it's that memory of having that Santa keychain from my first camp out. Rich, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit hurt that you 
You're trying to say that Jolteon is the best evolution. I'm... It's objectively the worst, isn't it? Like, in terms of it's, stats? It's, it's, no, it's top three, but definitely not the best. Statistically, Jolteon is the worst, as <laughs> far as I can remember. At least out of the, the original three. I don't know out of all. But statistically, yes, Jolteon is the worst. But look, I'm a team instinct all the way. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm 100% a Jolteon guy. He is my favorite. Also... Up until the most recent version of Pokemon, it was really hard to find a lightning dog, and I always made a cat-dog team, so I would always get a Jolteon. Up until now, there's Boltund, so I don't really need an evolution anymore. So what you're saying is you set unrealistic uh, restrictions upon yourself, so you had to pick the subpar one instead of Vaporeon. I no, I he's he's legitimately my favorite. Not Nothing about, like, he's just, I think he looks the best, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you're allowed to be wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <sighs> Any key change, Sean? Um, not really. I have one of those, like, uh, uh, tokens that, like, you know, like, um, different combinations of numbers come up to log into stuff at work. Here's like a VPN. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, a two factor. Yeah, exactly. I have one of those, but other than that, I don't really have any keychains cause I don't know. I, I, I go with pins more often. Like I'll put pins on stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any keychains. Hmm. What's your favorite pin? Um, I have a, like a Sanic pin. Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the like, ugly drawing of Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog? Yeah. That I think is pretty funny. And I also have nice. like uh in uh like a power fist that's uh like the rain a rainbow. I I like I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That is in fact favorite, what's up. My favorite one says uh I didn't kill anyone today. Can I have a cookie? <laughs> I'm a, I'm definitely a pin guy. I got um when when I went to when I took my stadium tour trip, I got a pin from each stadium and I even we at one point we visited the the Air Force uh, museum out there and I got a pin from the Air Force museum. I just I want to get like a cork board or something to just pin them all onto. Mhm. That's a good idea. Yeah. The next question is also from listener Brian Everett. Uh, casinos, yay or feck nay? So I, I just want to say, so you're, so you're going to ask if you are fucking tired of uh, driving like everyone, uh, like you, but you're also going to say feck nay? <laughs> yay or fuck naw? <laughs> like, feck naw. Come on, Brian. Hell naw. A-N-A-W-L, uh, No. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a yay for casinos. I haven't been to one uh, in f- four years, four or five years. But like back when, especially when I first turned twenty one, and and a few years following, uh, I we would make uh, at least monthly trips to the casino, and I've always had a good time. Uh, win or lose, I, I always enjoyed myself, and I know the rules of don't go with more money than you're willing to lose, and this and that, and. It's just, it is, it's a nice fun experience that like makes me worry if I ever do go to Vegas that I got to really make sure I've got a 
exactly how much I'm willing to lose. <laughs> I am pro casino, but believe that there should be a, there ought to be a law that says that uh, you can only uh, operate a casino between the hours of 5 p.m. and 3 a.m. Uh, because boy, there is nothing sadder than seeing the people who are at a casino at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. My <laughs> God. Like, I, and I, Mr. Businesses should be able to do what they want, but I am separating what my logical brain is telling me which business should be allowed to do with what I would like to see. And what I would like to see is a casino that can only operate when the sun goes down. I don't want any sun up, people sitting at the penny slots, ripping those machines over and over again. I, I, I can't stand it. So, uh, so I, that's my one stipulation. But otherwise, fine, man. You want to go? Play? I, I enjoy the blackjack tables. It's been a long, long time since I've, I've played one. Uh, but I like doing it. You know, sitting at the table, having a beverage, playing some blackjack. Yeah, give it to me. Mm-hmm. It's I, uh, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was once one of those 11 a.m. guys at a casino once. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so what it was, uh, me and my buddy Paul, this was back in 2014, because I remember this, because uh, we were supposed to go um, uh, snowboarding and skiing that day, but it ended up being a bad, like, rainy day, a bad weather day. The, the, the mountain conditions were going to suck. It was going to be our first time going, so we decided not to... Um, but it was like nine, ten in the morning. And we're just looking at each other like, well, we both took off. What are we going to do? And I was just like, you want to go to AC? Sure. So we just drove down to AC at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Hung out at the casino for a bit. He ended up winning. I ended up losing. And I looked at him like, let's go see Lego movie. You're buying. He's like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So we went and saw the Lego movie that day. Nice. Tim, yay or nay on casinos? Uh, I'm a nay. I, I just don't care. Like, I'll play cards with, like, you guys or, like, friends because, to me, that's just a social thing. But, like, gambling has never been a thing for me. Uh, I think I've only been to a casino twice, maybe three times. One of them was for a bachelor party, which, uh spent a hundred and fifty dollars and i walked out with a hundred dollars so it's like cool i almost broke even (laughs) which is not great for a at the time college student who really couldn't have fucking afforded that Mm -hmm. uh and then like once or twice we've gone down to like the boardwalk uh definitely watched you play blackjack at some point matt and I like found a super cheap slot, and I like won twenty dollars. I was like, "Woo!" Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it doesn't appeal to me, and I don't knock anyone that that's their thing. It's just not not my style. And I feel like the only way I could really get into it, I would require more money uh, than I more liquid cash that I would not be concerned about losing than I typically have. Mm-hmm. Because money by Sans and all my money is invested, so like I don't have it available. Oh yeah, yeah. Take days to be able to liquidate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got the SEC checking everything to make sure everything is is uh to the like, letter oh, of the that's law. Over ten thousand no. dollars. We, yeah. we gotta just, investigate this now. Sorry, man. That's a regulatory just, issue. Tim, just just stop making your transfers one penny at a time, and it might take a little less time to liquidate that money. Mm-hmm. 
You got to add a few zeros there. Or you just do it $1 under the limit at 17 different banks. Uh, I don't remember what that strategy is called. It's, uh, oh, money laundering. Money laundering. Have you considered (laughs) money laundering? Yes. Okay. Uh, Sean, are you pro or anti-casino? I'm pro-casino in the same way that I'm pro, like, drugs. Where I think it should, I I I know it's bad for you, but I think it should be legal and just, because it, it, it does bring in money, you know. I think um, it's it's just one of those things where it's just like you kind of have to be responsible for yourself. So pro casino, yep. you know, just be reasonable and don't mm-hmm. lose all your money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Uh, what's the best yep. meal you've ever eaten? Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, medium rare ribeye. I don't know what anything else was because that steak was fucking delicious. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Yeah, similarly, I think Hillstone was a steakhouse in Dallas. Uh, had like the best fillet I've ever had there. I think I would go with that. And that's a little bit of recency bias, but I. It was just it, it was it was like a, a hot knife through butter cutting into that steak. Yeah, knife through butter. There's a uh, there's a restaurant near my parents' house called Casa de Lucia, and it's it's an Italian place. And everything I've gotten there has been so good. Yeah, it's just it's just like it reminds me of my grandma's cooking. So that's so that's it, it. I don't have a specific meal from there. Maybe like the fettuccine Alfredo. It's it's just like so good and nostalgic for me. So that's what I'm going to mm. go with. There you go. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're going for. If you're looking for comfort or if you're looking for just like, oh, my God, this is like I'm never going to have a meal like this again. Like it's 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 yeah, it's yeah, tough. Yeah, it depends yeah. on what you're looking for. Mm. Rich, what's the best meal you've ever had? So I hate I hate my answer for this because I feel like I'm a broken record this episode because this is now like the fifth time I'm bringing up my trip when I went to Ohio because on my mm. way out. I, I stopped in Pittsburgh for the um, the Pirates game, and that drive it was a fi- it's a five hour drive to get there from where we are, and all I had to eat that day were some pretzels from a local pretzel place that makes gluten free pretzels. I was starving, and so I go to this place called the Foundry, not too far from PNC Park in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. that I got a chicken caprese risotto, and um. General So's cauliflower, uh, like General So's cauliflower, and then like a couple of drinks, and like because like it was a delicious meal, but I feel like the fact that I was friggin' starving and not eating all day made it even more like exceptional. That like to me, as far as I can remember in my whole life, that is the best meal I've ever eaten. Like. It was so good. I want. I've I've thought about going back to that place. I'm like, you know, it's only a five hour drive to go back to the Foundry in Pittsburgh. Scant four hour five hour drive to like one of the least appealing parts of the city of Pittsburgh too. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. North Shore. Uh, but hey, man, whatever whatever works for you. Yeah. It, it depends on the day. Yeah, like you said, if you're starving, then you're gonna remember that meal very fondly. Like, oh my god, this is the yeah, like so satisfying in the moment. Yeah, and I'm I'm like. 
I'm glad I decided uh, against my first stop, which was going to be McFadden's in Pittsburgh. Oh, don't so, like, there's yeah. a McFadden's in every city. Why would I eat at McFadden's? McFadden's and I found the foundry. Food. Yeah, and I found the foundry, and I was just like, "Oh, this was it was so good, so good." Would you rather go camping or stay in a hotel? Hotel, hotel. Yeah, hotel. hotel. We're over yeah. thirty. Camping is no longer a comfortable option. Yeah, man, this is one of those things where, like, I can enjoy the great outdoors. Like, my wife and I go down to Pennypacker Park in Cherry Hill and and take walks on weekends, and I I go for a run outside. Uh, I I spend, I I go play football outside. I can enjoy nature and enjoy the great outdoors with while while perfectly being uh, while being perfectly capable of admitting that my my thirty two year old back is not going to handle a tent in the course of an evening anymore. Uh, Yeah, where look, man. I love enjoy. I would love to enjoy nature. You know what? I, I just. I'd also like to lay in a bed and watch some TV before I go to bed <laughs> as well. So it's like you, yeah. you can have both. I'm like that 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 uh like Ortega commercial where the little girl's like, "Why not both? You can do both. You can enjoy nature and sleep in a hotel." Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 to bring it back to uh, the previous question from Brian about casinos, if we ever go back to Firefly ever, I don't know if they'll ever have a good uh, lineup ever again. But if we do. We're just staying at the Dover Downs Casino for the weekend. I'm not. I'm not camping anymore. Fuck that. I'll go to the casino. Uh, I may have a house that we can use. It, I don't own it. Of but course you do. Of course <laughs> you <laughs> do. <laughs> you definitely I, have a house I near the Dover Downs. To a house that we can utilize. <laughs> His house is Dover. Is, is the Dover Speedway? Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, you. <laughs> Ching ching ching. Uh, so everybody, everybody's team hotel. Yeah, team absolutely. Hotel. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, like, it's kind of sad because I do enjoy camping. Um, uh, and like, if, if Martha and I are having trouble sleeping, our like white noise is rain on a tent. Like that's mm-hmm. our sound. Uh, and like every without fail, we are out like a light, and then also don't wake up on time the next morning because it's just so soothing and comfortable, and like that's a safe thing for us. Yeah, yeah. Rain sounds also, are a big sleep sleep helper. Yeah, but also like I'm I'm uh my back is just gonna say fuck you. Yeah. Uh, what? and nothing's gonna be okay. Which is why Firefly, like, I love to reminisce about it. And I love mm. the idea of, like, being at a campsite aside from the sleeping aspect. In which case, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love having, yeah. like, three campsites next to each other. We're just going to have a baller weekend. As long as I so, get to go to a hotel to sleep and then come You know what you also do time. is get, get three hotel rooms next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Or or get get a campsite and then three hotel rooms and this way we wake up and then go to the camps. No. Well, what a colossal waste still, of money! <laughs> get mad at us for still setting up the grill in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I don't Tim 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 can cover that colossal waste of money. He's fine. Money, yeah, money just run out of block. Tell me you're renewing your vows and just, just get, get that block out again. I I just I, I love the fact that uh, Tim and Martha's white noise is uh, rain on a tent, and currently my white noise is watching Seinfeld as I go to sleep. Uh no, see, Seinfeld just pisses me off. 
<laughs> Easily Tim's worst take historically has been that Seinfeld's not a good show. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it. No, nah, it's an okay take. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> it's Thanks, an okay take. It's okay take. But they ain't beating. Seinfeld's a great show, and you go shut your yeah, mouth. Look. Look, when I when I found out that the uh, the bass rift for the intro for guitar for for um, Seinfeld is done on the keyboard, that kind of took a little bit of my respect away from Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I would I would I would definitely attribute I would definitely stretch your critique of the theme song to the rest of the show. I would I would definitely do that. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair. Realize, I think it's fair. Did you guys realize that this year is going to be the tenth year of Firefly? Is it really? It's you know, that sounds familiar, because I think the very first year was, like, Death Cab and The Killers were on it, I want to say. Uh, let me look up your... Because I think I went to the very... I think my first year going to Firefly, the, the big music festival in Dover, Delaware, I think my year was the second year that they did it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Killers, The Black Keys, Jack White, Death Cab, John Legend, Bass Nectar. Oh, remember when Bass Nectar was big? Mm. Bass Nectar. Or kinda, or at least not canceled for being a uh, Predator. Uh, oh, is that a thing? Uh, kind of, sort of. Huh. Weird. The, as far as I can tell. But the one thing you can count on is group love is probably going to be there. And Weezer. <laughs> uh, our last Weezer question. Is like every other year. Group love is there every year. Our last question is, what is your cleaning routine like? Ah! Tim is laughing. Routine. routine. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I cl- we clean, but it's there's no routine. Mm. I do dishes and laundry pretty much at least once a day, each, if not more. Um, and then everything else is sort of like in spurts. It's been a little bit different over the last couple of weeks as we prepare for uh, Lil Cas. But uh, as far as regular routine cleaning, uh, it's mostly just like if I wake up one morning and I'm feeling particularly inspired and I am awake. I do it. And same thing with my wife. Uh, If I'm out of the house, she will spend that time cleaning and uh, I will come back and suddenly like the house will just smell like lemon and it'll be amazing. Uh, But there's not really routine aside from like just making sure that like the minimum gets done of like the dishes are done. The laundry is done. The bed is made. uh, And there's not like an obvious spill lying around somewhere in the house. Mm -hmm. The the closest we get to a routine is when the, uh, the hamper of clothes is full. The, the, the hamper of dark clothes, which is most of what we wear. When that is full, I start doing all of the laundry, which is usually just a day, unless I get distracted and forget to put things in the dryer, in which case it's two days. Uh, trash is every two days-ish, if I remember to put it outside. Everything else is a uh, question mark. Of when one of us either remembers to do it or is greatly. Honestly, it's just dishes. Dishes is supposed to be Martha's thing based on us trying to divvy up things and be responsible and help out. But uh, sometimes when I go to cook the next day, it's like, oh, everything I need to cook the meal that we agreed upon is dirty. Then Mm -hmm. I rage clean. But we've been working on it and it's been getting better. But it's absolutely not a scheduled thing. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Based on my uh, current living situation, there's I don't really have a schedule, just because um, I don't feel like cleaning up after other people. 
So it's when I'm feeling when it like if I wake up and I'm like I need to clean the kitchen, I'll clean the kitchen. But like I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm gonna clean the kitchen every other week or whatever because a lot of the times the mess isn't mine that I have to clean up in that kitchen. Um, mm. So like for the most part, if I'm cleaning, it's because you guys are coming over to to record a bonus action or something like that and my damn dog has decided to pull a lot more of the fluff outside of one of the couch cushions so i need to go clean up all that fluff so that it's not just laying all over the floor mm-hmm. um but sure. yeah yeah we clean up like every weekend because we have a baby so it's cleaning up more than that is kind of it's kind of like a a lesson in futility like it's just it just is what it is we're like our house is going to be messy we have two children like it just that's how it goes and so we clean up yeah. as much as we can we don't have like a super set routine it's just try to keep up with two kids who are you know one who is a baby and one who is a self-obsessed 13 year old you know yeah. like it's just, it's just that's you, just you, how you, it is you got that age wrong he's like 65 like a, yeah like a four like a like a self-obsessed 40 year old and yeah it's just aren't it's they all just, yeah and it's just uh, we just we do our best mm-hmm. yeah it's i i feel like with the pandemic still ongoing and and i'm sure a lot of us just being so worn out about it like it's understandable that we're getting to this point of I'll just get to it when I get to it and not setting a routine because well, we're just like, home all the time. Yeah. So it's just, it's so much more than it used to be. Like I used yeah. to only have to deal with dinner, but now it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everybody's eating all of them at home pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just so much more than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like I'll I'll even fully admit like a lot of the times prior to the pandemic like my cleaning would be uh persuaded by well what if I have an unexpected guest? What if somebody wants to hang out? What if I potentially have a date to go out to when we come back here? Like let's make sure this house is at least relatively nice each week. Doesn't have to be deep cleaned and spotless, but at least in a good state, but like it's kind of similar to you with Alice, Sean, like with Chase, he's constantly pulling the fluff out of the the pillow that I'm like, I could be cleaning this up every day Mm -hmm. and it's still going to be there. So I'll do it once every couple of weeks or once a week or something like that. Just because it'll just, it'll be less work for me instead of more work. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that, that extra pressure of somebody coming to visit is always helpful. Like, yeah. We did most of our unpacking and organizing uh, last month when Charlie, uh, list, friend of the show and frequent question asker, Charlie Brem, uh, and his partner Kyle came to visit. And we did, like, the 24 hours preceding that was the most unpacking, organization, and cleaning that we have done in forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay when you're the only two people who see what, the way you live, but then you're like, oh my god, they're going to see how I live! Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, it's got to change. 
there there was a point that my mom would come and, 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 and visit from time to time, and I'd have to tell her, if you're coming and visiting without telling me that you're coming and visiting, you do not have a right to comment on whether or not my house is clean. Just so, just know that right now. Fair like, enough. did that work? Uh, no, she still would comment. The I'm house shocked. is dirty. <laughs> Personally, I I can't believe that. All right, those are all the questions that we have for this episode. We're running a little bit long, so I don't, I don't think we need necessarily uh, close out on a take here. We've we fired off plenty of spicy takes mm-hmm. throughout the course of this episode. Uh, so, Rich, if people want to see any more of your cleaning takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, and to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It is time for some plugs. Rich, plug your stuff, man. Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for uh, video game streaming and general hangs. Uh, 7 to 10, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, also, check out www.one-quest.com for our socials and links to both of our podcasts. PodQuest, the nerdy talk show where we talk about that week's uh, big news and things we've done, as well as our nerdy book club. And uh, bonus action, the tabletop podcast, where me and Sean and a bunch of friends play Dungeons and Dragons. And Sean, what else do you do online? Like, I don't know, something involving like a plastic disc that you chuck uh, through the forest and into like a metal thing? Yeah, I throw some frisbees at Obi Disc Oh, that's what it is. Everywhere except Instagram, where it is Obi underscore Disc Golf. I co-host the Taste Fakers music podcast with my brother Alex Casnell, uh, where we take two uh, albums that you know, maybe the, the connection between the two of them is similar, maybe it's not, but we find the connection between those two albums. If you ever wanted to know what the shared musical DNA is between Faith No More and Corn, between Neurosis and Mastodon, between System of a Down and Run the Jewels, how about George Jones and Craig Finn? What? We will tell you what the connections are. We'll discuss the music. We'll discuss the history of the artist. And we'll have a damn good time doing it. It's the Taste Fakers podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. It comes out every other Thursday. It's a great time. We hope you join us. And Tim Hansen, talk to us about our friends at the Anchor Persons podcast. Greg and Gene over at the Anchor Persons podcast bringing you the most entertaining news that you didn't know you needed. Whether it's cops getting fired and losing their appeal about getting fired for playing Pokemon Go while on the job and ignoring a robbery call. Or just like, I don't know, somebody throwing a colostomy bag around at, uh, what is it, Kid Rock's Wake, whatever the fuck his weird ass restaurant is. They've got, if you, if you enjoy our sense of humor, you're going to love the puns coming out of these guys' faces. And the hilarious stories that they decided to try and find some weird connection between. So, uh, yeah, give Greg and Gene a listen. Coming in from the West Coast over here where we're on the East Coast. Love those bros. 
Somehow you've said their location something a different way every time you've done this promo. But last time I didn't give a location, so I was just like, "Oh, I didn't say that they were yeah. on the northeast of the southwest or whatever the fuck." No, they they're, say they're when they were from on fire. the north of the south of the the, the spinning the, compass, the southeast and... of the northwest. I think yeah, south, yeah. south. It's the south and east of the northwest. They're in the north northwest two of, the, spots of the equinox and. and... Uh... But you, Whatever, but they're not on fire anymore, and that's what's important. Yeah, they're not. For now. If you spin them around, then it's the other For direction, now. and then it's just chaos. <laughs> it's America. America. Uh, say goodbye to listeners, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. Moves. My name is Matt Casno, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Okay.